Hello beautiful and welcome to today's episode on In Tune With Yourself. I'm your host Ashley and I'm very excited to send this episode with you talking about a really important topic. It seems like our kids are suffering a lot more with their mental health due to COVID, more emotions, more changes in the world. It really is unknown as to why it's more ramped up now than it used to be. And I know growing up, my generation and older, the kind of topic of mental health was not something that was brought up often. And we tend to just bottle up our feelings and not know if they were normal or not. And now this generation is lucky because mental health has been talked about way more and more people are talking about it and showing that it's not them being alone, that only they have it. Everyone is struggling with some form of mental health, I think, and it's the people who are reaching out and asking for help that we're hearing more about. And our kids in this generation hear about it and they're suffering more, but they're actually saying, like, I'm not okay. And I think that's huge. When you have kids who pull back and they don't want to talk about things or they're really scared or they're not themselves, odds are there's something going on with them and maybe they're too scared to talk about it or maybe they feel different and maybe they haven't heard about mental health or maybe they just need someone to say, you're going to be okay. It's okay. You will get through this. I know for myself, when I'm having moments of anxiety or depression or struggling in general, I find it's the most helpful when people tell me it's going to be okay. It's like having that validation that it will get better or that, you know, outside person telling you that you're, you're okay, you're not going to not be okay. And for me, that's huge because for the longest time, I just bottled things up and thought, Things are never going to get better. It's too impossible. It's too hard. It's too difficult. Like all that self-talk that hits you. It can hit really hard when you don't have anyone who you can share your feelings with. And you just bottle it up and think that that is normal. Which it's not. It's really not okay to bottle up your feelings. I have learned this the hard way. And I've recently had to have a really difficult discussion. And... I hate them. I hate hard conversations. I hate confrontation. Like, it's just not who I am. I want to help people and make things better, not worse. So this conversation was really difficult for me, but I needed to have it. And honestly, getting everything off my chest was the best thing that I could have done. And I feel a ton lighter and I feel a ton better. And I feel like I finally was heard. And that was what was important to me. And I think back to our kids, this generation, and how, you know, people are talking more, which is great, but maybe kids don't understand the reason. Or maybe they finally get involved with talking about what they're going through or their mental health when it's too late and they're already too deep into it. So today, I wanted to kind of share some things that I have seen and I have some 
um, a little blurb from one of my friends of what she does with her kids. And I just kind of want to provide some suggestions for you if you have especially young kids pretty much age two and up. Um, between age two and six is what I find is the most important time to do these things because then they become ingrained in their brain and they know that this is good and not weird or you know trying to tell a 10 year old or a 12 year old about you know do these things that I'm going to share and they're going to be like you're crazy like what I don't want to do that so I think when kids are at that stage of learning and growing and listening and trying new things and are creative and free I think it's the best time to do these things and it's also a way for you to bond with them and as well help with your mental health because I know when we talk with our kids about it it's interesting to show them that you know not just they aren't the only ones struggling so I have one friend who she now has three kids and I've known her for a really long time and she's someone who I've gone to on a lot of things um, personally and just to kind of talk about things and she was sharing with me well not just with me but basically she posts about it on her social media and it's kind of what got me thinking about it and so what she does is every morning or every night depending on how the day goes she will um, take her daughter to the mirror and they will say all of the things that they love about themselves so they'll say like I am beautiful I'm strong I am smart and they do it together so that they're both feeling really good they're both looking at themselves in the mirror and it just is a really great bonding moment to show that you should be saying nice things to yourself and if you say them to yourself every single day in the mirror looking at yourself not just you know in your head or whatever but actually looking at yourself saying it to yourself is a huge difference and if we're showing our kids that we're saying these nice things to ourselves then they're going to want to say nice things to themselves and I feel like if we start doing this young with our kids especially girls I feel like they're going to suffer less in the long run with their self-confidence or their judgment or, you know, their worth, basically. Because I know, for me, I always said terrible things to myself growing up. I always listened to other people or I kept repeating things to myself that I wasn't good enough, I wasn't worth enough. Like, it was really hard. And I think I now struggle saying nice things to myself. So... I want kids to now say nice things to themselves and struggle to say mean things about themselves. So that's one example. The other thing that she does with her family is that they write on a piece of paper something good that day or something they're grateful for, or like a really good fun memory or something they celebrated, and they put it in a jar. And then after the year is up, then they go through them and read all the good things that happened to them throughout the year that they may have forgotten about and I think that's a really cool way to go throughout the year because I know there's a lot of things that I forget about um, that happened through the year and it's a nice way to go and reread all the things that were appreciated or grateful for or just things that they enjoyed and maybe they want to do them again so it's a kind of a reflection for the end of the year that she does and I think that's really awesome it's a great way to 
reflect back and I think it's a really great practice. Uh, My other friend, she actually wrote a blurb that I'm going to read to you because I think it's really important to get other people's perspective, not just me talking about what I know or what I've been through, but reading or talking to people about their side of things because everyone has a little bit of a different story. And so I'm just going to read this little blurb that she wrote out for me. When I was young, my mental health wasn't on anyone's radar. I hadn't heard of mental health. It was a journey to gain a balance. It was a journey I had to take, but knowing what I know now, I am teaching my kids early in life how to take care of themselves mentally. My kids are very different and require different methods and attention. For example, my oldest holds it all in until it erupts. Bedtime can be difficult at times. Anxiety rolls in. Meditation works very well for her, relaxation meditation to be exact. She can use it anywhere. We repeat, I am safe, I am in control. We talk through her feelings and what's going on. Kids don't understand what's happening. Imagine having a panic attack and not not knowing what it is. That's scary. For my youngest, all his emotions are right on the surface and can have a hard time controlling those emotions and everything spills out. Meditation doesn't work as well for him. We do a lot of controlled breathing and talking about our feelings and sometimes being alone in a face place helps. Safe space helps. Reading a book or playing with a toy for a few moments then coming back to the issue. I take my kids' mental health serious. I have the luxury to give the kids a day off if they need it. School isn't like school when I went. It's intense. Kids get burnt out just like adults. So yeah, if they need a day off, they get a day off. It's not all the time, but it's there if we need it. As an adult, I have better grasp on emotions and mental health, and I'm teaching my kids now. They are young. This isn't something they should learn in their 20s. They should learn it now so we have young adults who can function and be healthy and not be falling apart to me hearing that is like crazy because I know what kind of journey she's gone on with her mental health and pivoting and you know changing things in her life but now she has two kids that require different attention but she has been able to figure that out and it has saved her a lot of stress and frustration because she knows exactly what they need I mean it wasn't like the first time they figured it out it took time but now she knows she has those tools to know that okay he needs to go have a moment and then we'll figure it out after or you know I'm just gonna put her in her room and she can listen to a meditation like I think that is so amazing that she's been able to figure that out and the kids are able to use those tools and grow from them and add more tools to their toolbox when they figure out things that work. And so I just love how people are trying to do more for their kids and that it's an important piece. And so she, if the kids are really burnt out or they just need a day where they're just like, say um, her youngest needs a day he's just freaking out at school she'll keep him home they'll spend some time together and then the next day he can go back to school and he's okay I find that some kids are just stimulated too much or they're too sensitive I don't want to say too sensitive sorry they're 
sensitive to certain things that set them off and it causes a lot of anxiety and stress. And I've seen these kids grow up and I can tell you that they are going to be so strong and amazing and they're going to get through their teens okay and I just see that they're going to grow and thrive in this world and hopefully teach other people how to manage their stress and anxiety. And there was something that popped up for the month of February on my social media that was like, kids need more love. Kids need to know what you love about them and they need that. Um, And so it was a post basically saying for February till Valentine's Day, each day of the month, put a heart on their door. So like cut out a paper heart and write on it what you love about them or what you're grateful for something basically so when they come out of their room they have this new heart to read and then they can see all these hearts up on their wall or sorry on their door um, and they keep it up for valentine's day and they keep it up for however long they want but it's basically two weeks of sending them little hearts on their door so that they can feel really loved and um appreciate it for who they are and I think that that's really cool and it's a it's a new tool that I saw and for the first time seen it on social media and I think we just have to remember that our kids just need love all they're looking for is love and fun and safety and there's a lot of scary things in this world especially once cell phones and internet get into their hands there's a lot of scary things in this world and I think that if we are teaching them young then they will grow up and be able to thrive in this world and not have the depression hit them as hard or or whatever happens I have two amazing nieces that are literally born on the same day two years apart and every time I'm with them my heart grows so much and I just love them they're so funny and just they melt my heart and they send me my sister will send me videos and I just smile every time I see them and I know that they're our next generation and I'm just hoping that they won't struggle with a lot of the things that I've struggled and I'm planning to go see them soon and when I do I want to try and talk to them about you know saying all these nice things about yourself and and the oldest is only two and a half so it's like a great time to start doing those things and saying nice things to ourselves and not just making a joke about it it's just like you know I am beautiful I'm happy like those kind of things just saying those things out loud to yourself in the mirror can change your perspective of the day your your emotions your mental health like anything if you just say nice things to yourself it will change you and it will help you so much for your day. I find that when I start my day feeling good, it's usually a pretty decent day. And then at the end of the day, I write about what I'm grateful for. Whereas some days, if I start off bad, then the whole day just goes to shit. And it's really hard to turn it around. And sometimes those days turn into weeks. And then they can turn into months. And then you get into depression and it's it's not okay. So maybe as adults we should be doing the same thing that we're trying to get our kids to do and that's say nice things and that's why it's really helpful to do it together as a team 
um, whether you do it in the morning or at night. I think the morning is probably the best because then you start your day off really good. But I just feel really passionate about this that, you know, our kids need to have better self-confidence. And as kids, they're already pretty confident. But then I have a stepson who is now eight, almost nine, and I can see his mental health is depleting and he doesn't want to talk about it he doesn't want to share what's going on he's very quiet and just goes with the flow but I think he's suffering from mental health stuff but nobody's able to help him because he's so shut off so we're trying to figure that piece out but it's also as an adult being a detective trying to figure out are these kids mad or frustrated because of what they're actually frustrated at or are they scared or some other emotion that they're just not able to share or talk about I always think back to this iceberg picture I've seen where it's like the iceberg is above the water and the tip of the iceberg is anger and then under it there's a couple of other emotions and then you've got the water line and then below the water line you've got a huge iceberg underneath that's really long and big and in that is probably another I don't know 50 emotions that it could be so what it's saying is that anger might be the tip of it where that's what everyone's seeing but deep down and underneath under the water it's actually a whole different emotion that they may not even understand so I started doing this thing with my kids where we wrote down a whole bunch of different emotions that they could be feeling and then every day at the end of the day I want them to write down on a chart what feelings they had or what feeling they're feeling at the end of the day just to get them to talk about feelings and emotions because sometimes I ask my stepson what are you feeling what's going on and he's like I don't know I can't explain it and so when we went through the exercise of naming emotions a lot of them that came up were like you're angry you're sad but they didn't really like get super deep so we had to say okay like what's a moment where you felt this and then having that list of feelings makes it so that they can look at it and be like oh I'm feeling something but I don't know what so if they're looking at this list and it says I'm hangry and they're thinking oh maybe I'm hangry and that's why I'm grumpy or angry so it's been a really good exercise to do and I highly recommend it with your older kids to write down all the feelings, brainstorm them, and then get them to answer what feelings they're feeling and to talk more about feelings. So that's what I've got for you today. Please let me know if you've tried any of these things or if there's anything else that you do that you want to share because I can always add in more information into the notes or I can do another um, episode on it I can have anyone who is really dialed in on this can come in and we can do an interview on it so there's lots of things we can do but please 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 remember your kids mental health is super important and they need your support because they have no idea what they're doing so if you're struggling with your mental health please seek help please reach out to me maybe I can help you a little bit but I'm going through mine but I've got a lot of tools and it makes it a lot easier when we have people who can help us again thank you for being here today and I hope this was helpful please share this with someone if you feel um, they need it if you know someone with uh, young kids basically under the age of four please send this over to them because I feel like the more people we can tell at a younger age to do this with their kids will change the world honestly so thank you again today and I hope you have 
a beautiful, beautiful day.